0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All
1: right, welcome back to a special mailbag edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Brought in by little Travis Scott, SICKO
2: MODE. Joined as always by Michael. Hello, everybody. I uh, I like this song. This is a uh, 23 Personal After Dark. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. This was one of Chris Beard's first recommendations on Fireside Chat, wasn't it? I believe so.
1: This is the explicit version, skeptics
2: be aware of any language. Okay. You're just going to play it the whole time? <laughs> just, just on loop. On just the whole, the whole podcast? Well, like we said, like we said in the previous episode, you guys just... Everyone must have had a lot of tension building up while Tech was in the tournament and no one wanted to reach out to us. No one had anything to say. No one had any questions. And then as soon as that's over and people have kind of recovered and gone back to normal, everyday lives after the championship game the floodgates have opened
1: and we welcome it we yes, really do
2: we we do i mean this is fun we haven't we haven't had this amount of questions in quite some time
1: i guess i don't think we've done a mailbag edition since before we went to two episodes a week in the football season
2: right I think we did it this summer, probably it, leading into football season. It
1: may have been like late spring, like it may have been a year ago when we last did a um, mailbag edition. So, Michael's going to help me man the Twitter as we roll through some of these questions, like because there's so many. Like I have to load more notifications. So
2: we should start with uh, with our guy Kyle, who at Sports Kingdom Three submitted some questions to us. Gosh, sorry, Kyle. Been at least three weeks now, and they kind of got buried under our mentions. And then the championship game happened, and we didn't even think about looking for questions. But they were—it was there, or we thought about it, and then we remembered it too late. But um
1: oh, hey, you remember that letter I was talking to you about? I sent it to you on Slack.
2: Yeah, no, I you did. Thanks uh, for letting me know.
1: Well, I couldn't remember. Okay, so. Let's, let's roll back all the way to April 11th. Uh, Kyle's Raider Power Double T's at Sports Kingdom 3. Questions for your next podcast. Do you have any place, do you have any food places you suggest in the Austin area? So, off the bat, Austin area for me, is I've only gotten as close as Brenham. Besides making two one-day trips down there during high school UIL competitions. Oh, wow. I never spent any actual time in Austin. Closest I've been is Brenham, which is between Houston and Austin.
2: Okay. And before I ask you this, because y'all just be prepared, and y'all probably already know what you're in for. This is going to be very off topic, very loose-flowing conversation. Texas Tech will come up on occasion. It's mailbag. (laughs) But tell me what type of UIL competition you were doing. It had to be music, right? Yeah, so I was
1: uh, it was in the orchestra in high right. school. So uh, Austin solo competition, solo ensemble in like May, like end of the year. Yeah, made the trip down to the the evil kingdom, the evil empire. There it is, evil empire, because it always held at the University of Texas School of Music. So we made the trip down to Austin. We'd perform for the judges, then basically turn right around and head back. So we'd always stop in West at the little Czech bakery. Get some kolaches. Get some actual kolaches.
2: Or whatever we're supposed to call them.
1: Yep. So those were on the way down, just kind of like passive time. Um, We'd get there, warm up, play, perform, get our grading back, and then basically jump in the car and drive right back. We never stayed any extended amount of time. And then any time I spent in Brenham, it was over the summer visiting my dad. So we didn't really. Do you do Bluebell? So here's the thing. He like he legit lives right across the street from the Bluebell Factory in Brenham. Just, mm-hmm. Like if you know the area, like he lives in the neighborhood across the street. Never It's Not went. a big town. Oh no way. Yeah. So the only thing I know of that uh, came out of Brenham was that receiver that Tech had for a couple of years. And I'm blanking on his name, so don't hold me to. I, I'll try to find him really quickly. But Michael, do you have any Austin area food? Recommendations. I do I don't actually. Know if this is still a thing because it's, it's been a while now.
2: Well, first thing I did was uh, reach out to friend of the show, Chad Hasty. Friend of the
1: show, not Rob Bro this time. Derek Edwards. Derek, Derek Edwards, Edwards was from Brandon. Brennan.
2: Okay. So I, I reached out to Chad via Twitter today because, the, one. <laughs> sorry, the Twitter. Sorry. I was well, gonna One, because he's. Always got good food recommend recommendations. He's been to Austin quite a bit for work. He was just there this past weekend. He was just there this week exactly. So um, I knew that they were going to try a couple of places, and I talked to him before he went. He was pretty excited about uh, some of uh, where they were going to go. Anyway, so I reached out to him. And here's exactly what he said. He said Franklin's Barbecue. If you have a morning to sit in line and drink beer, Law Barbecue. Otherwise, Terry Black's is a good third option. Something on the nicer end, Perry Steakhouse. You can't go wrong with the pork chop or steak. ALC steaks, another great spot. Moonshine is another go to. Seafood, perlas. Okay. That's a
1: lot of recommendations.
2: He I know, I know. And that was just just probably within a few minutes of me sending him that. So he was talking about this pork chop at Perry Steakhouse before they went. And he says, I know how it sounds. A pork chop at a steakhouse he said but just trust me it's it's just it's <laughs> like why it's would you the get the best
1: a, thing on the menu why would you not get a steak at a steakhouse but. yeah
2: but he swears by it and i would trust him um the only one that i've been to personally is moonshine and that was because when allison and i went gosh coming up on six years ago to austin uh chad recommended moonshine <laughs> and our hotel was really close to it and we went and ate there and we loved it it was it was fantastic they have some really cool um really cool drinks crafted out of you guessed it different types of moonshines different flavors of course they had uh some a good old fashioned that was you know not a moonshine drink obviously but uh, one of my go-to's, a moonshine old fashioned. Yeah, when I want, yeah, I know. when I want a cocktail, I I go for the old fashioned uh, nine times out of ten. Some, some format you're of it. Old. <laughs> I am an old. Like the name of that drink actually has old in it. Yeah, old fashioned. Fits uh, my uh, it's my, very unbrand for you. Some of my coworkers would call me old school because of
1: uh, or vintage.
2: Yeah. Well, I would or use. Vintage. When we'd go clay shooting or something, I'd have my dad's old shotgun and then like his an over under? No, no. It was it's not an over under, but he bought it in the sixties. And it still works like a champ, but uh I'd have that and some of his old gear and so they just called Excuse me old me. school and it kinda stuck. But another place I'd recommend is oh great, I should've looked this up. I think it's called the Pint House. Let me let me make sure.
1: So I, obviously, I, I've heard of Franklin's. Um, that seems like more of an experience, right? right? I mean, obviously, you're still going to get really good, good food yeah. when you're there, but you're also like you have to devote your morning to it. You have to get there before six to wait in line to and for them to open at eleven.
2: Yeah, well, and and it's like exactly like you said. I, it's something that I want to do someday. Yeah, I, like I to want try it. Yeah, I want to go on a on a trip where you know tuesday or whatever day you pick a day probably during the middle of the week that's your best option and you just show up there 7:30 or or so with breakfast burritos if you can find one in austin no, or breakfast, breakfast tacos Breakfast I guess. tacos my uh, just have my, them spill all over the ground and and stand there and hold your hand underneath your breakfast idiot. taco <laughs> my my
1: director who's actually from the austin area she will, she will Offered to bring in breakfast tacos every now and then I was like, oh, breakfast burritos <coughs> anyways I had, I had a couple of breakfast tacos from Rudy's this morning that's the only way it. I, I do I, I like those I had a sausage <laughs> egg and cheese which was like basically just coated in grease you need to get the jalapeno
2: sausage I didn't know what's a thing yes I feel cheated it's the sausage say. links I feel cheated
1: and I, I got then I got a so sausage egg and cheese and then a chopped
2: egg and cheese oh that's pretty good oh so. Um, Sorry, I remembered what I was going to say. Okay, personally, I've eaten at Moonshine, thought it was great, and Pint House Pizza was the name of the pizza. Yeah, good. it's it's great. They brew their own beer and they make their own pizza. It's a really cool atmosphere. They have uh, all sorts of beers on tap and really good pizzas. So there's a lot of recommendations there. So what it sounds like we need to do is we need to take the podcast on the on the road, on the road,
1: do like a a, a guide trip. Get some other other guys involved and like just hit up some Texas food joints.
2: Oh gosh, I, I could think of several just on the way there.
1: Because there's one on the way between here and Dallas, right? That serves like the massive chicken fried steak. Mary's, Mary's, probably yeah. You got to
2: go to Mary's and Strawn, Strawn, just north of I-20. Gosh, yes, it's worth the stop. Oh, only been once, but it was phenomenal. That when you go gotta... to, and I built it up in my head, and it's still <laughs> delivered
1: you need to hit the good barbecue places in town there's one out in um there's one here locally uh embers brothers
2: right we haven't been there yet you need to try that Other i than, think uh, they have a food truck that sometimes <laughs> is at two docks brewing and i i need to try to time that yeah pecan lodge in dallas
1: franklin in austin i'm sure houston's got food but like you know, like a a state road trip for a, a couple of weeks and just gorge ourselves on texas fare
2: yep Go to Perini's in Buffalo Gap. We need. We could go to. Uh, I think there's a new barbecue place that's made Daniel Vaughn's the, list in Abilene, but I forget the name of it.
1: Probably sick of barbecue by the end of this trip. <clears throat> Never want it again.
2: Well, then we'll have to just hit up Tex-Mex places for a while till we're <laughs> sick of that, and then we'll go find pizza. Pizza House in Clyde. That's where you should go. They just <laughs> reopened. I
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to know why they closed.
2: Well, they closed because there was a death in the. Family,
1: oh, it wasn't like some health violation. Oh, no, it no, no, down for a while. no,
2: they were super popular, <laughs> great pizza joint, and they closed because um, is this one that's like right off of the highway
1: at 20, like right yeah, next to the gas station? It's just right there, south we, on the south side. We stopped at that gas station, this shell station right next to it, or not shell, whatever that one is.
2: I think it is shell, actually, that's southeast. Yeah, corner. no, that pizza place is fantastic. They and they oh, truly dang. stopped because of just legal stuff, probate will you know kind of kind of getting everything transferred names names changed over and they were closed for maybe three or four months maybe longer than that but it was mainly just to kind of get everything switched over and get back up and running and they've been they sell out of pizza i follow them on facebook (laughs) since they've come back they've been so popular that they'll come on and say we have sold out of pizza so, who sells out of pizza? That's like a barbecue joint thing. But, like,
1: how do you sell it? Like, it only takes you 20 minutes to make a pizza.
2: Right. But you, only, you only buy so many ingredients three days earlier. Well, maybe they you have to be, gauge how many you need to be ordering more. Well, they know that now. The shelf life of the ingredients for pizza, I, I bet, are, are pretty long. Well, they can be, but the shelf life, not when there's none on the shelf. What I'm saying is, like, they can order more and just hold it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're learning this now. If they overorder, then it just okay. Then we've got some for tomorrow. Yeah, anyway. possibly. But also, you have to make the dough, and the dough has to rise and whatnot, or oh, whatever. Whatever it's, all it's, that. It's goes. not
1: like a like a brisket. Like oh, well, we're out of brisket, and the next brisket will be out in 18 hours. It'll be ready tomorrow.
2: No, it's we're out of brisket, and there's no more cattle. <laughs> we're out we're out of cows. Yeah. But yeah, Pizza House. Check that place out. People on I-20.
1: Okay. I'll have to like time a trip when we go through there.
2: Um
1: He didn't even like there's still more more questions in this question.
2: We're thirteen minutes in and we we've we've answered one question. So buckle up everybody.
1: If you could spend the day with one sports star, player or coach, dead or alive, who would it be? I don't even know where to go with. I this. don't either.
2: I've been thinking about this all day. Kyle, this is a good one. I have no idea. Um <laughs> cuz I don't
1: know of anybody like I would like that I would hold up in my head that I want to spend time with
2: them like it'd be cool to meet them and get like autographs maybe but not like spend the day with. I would like to spend I don't know if I would burn my card on this but I would I would like to hang out with Greg Popovich for a day.
1: Oh, how dare you. <laughs> I thought you were honestly going to answer me for a second. How, how dare you? That would have been good. Um, you know, you know who it is. So I don't again, I don't know if I'd like spend the day with him, but I I think it would be cool to see some of the historical sports figures perform or play in a game, like go back and watch Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth or you
2: know, you know I thought of Bill Russell and the Celtics. Sanders. That that that's who I thought of or Will Chamberlain just seeing that. I don't know if I'd want to hang out with Will Chamberlain. <laughs> like after eggs. after the game or anything I think I would just uh I would enjoy watching him play basketball. Um I thought about that. Uh you know maybe maybe hanging out with <laughs> somehow um following around Jimmy Johnson in the 90s during the Super Bowl or something like that. I, I don't know that's that's kind of where my head went. Um I would say Tim Duncan cuz he's probably my favorite NBA player, but I don't know how interesting of in a day that would be.
1: Yeah. I, I, I,
2: We'd probably, we would might have a great time, though. We might hang out and play video games all day and not talk about basketball once. He might show me some really cool cars that he's working on at his, at his Blackjack car shop.
1: Yeah, see, I I, like I, said, I don't know. I, the best I can think of was was just seeing historical figures, like seeing them play in person hanging out with them. I don't know. Cuz you always hear like some like real shady stuff behind the scenes or they're just real crappy human beings or whatever it may be. And I, I also never grew up like had a sports figure idol in my life. That was just never a thing for me. Like, I I don't know if I mean I had guys I, I really grew up liked watching Brett Favre and uh Yeah. John Elway. Yeah. Like that era of NFL guys. Um I didn't really follow any baseball outside of like the Rangers, so like I saw Rafael Palmero, Bud Rodriguez, Rusty
2: Greer, like that group of guys. Nolan Ryan would be a cool hang. That'd be a pretty cool hang. Maybe the day that he broke the strikeout, the strikeout yeah. record or something. Or
1: like, yeah,
2: I'd want to see like a perfect game. Yeah.
1: Anyways, like, man, man I, I don't know. Going that, into it, knowing it's a perfect game, kind of takes away the the mystique and magic of like actually watching it happen. But
2: I would think if we were big boxing or golf fans, we'd probably would have immediately thought of someone of, uh, along that caliber because that's such an individual sport. It's such a one on one sport. Well, and I, I've also
1: like, air quotes, grown up watching Tiger Woods. So it's like, yeah, I've watched arguably one of the best. Least in a recent memory, best golfers in history. Yeah, and I, I don't really pay attention to golf. I was like, it's just kind of like, oh, well, there's, there's Tiger Woods. And like, okay, yeah, it's been a decade plus since he's won a major tournament, but like, won the Masters this weekend. Mm-hmm. Pretty big deal. So it was. Um. okay, Do you have any funny sports rituals that you do to help tech or other teams win?
2: I don't. I I wish. I kind of wish I did, but I usually just. Yeah, I I really don't. Uh Travis a long time ago at I don't even know if it was Viva the Matadors yet or V T M. It was Double T Nation maybe, but D T N he started the tradition of getting behind the couch. Yeah, on, it sounds like on third downs? On third
1: downs. You get behind the couch. Yeah, you get
2: behind the couch. So that that's the one I know the most about and then I think he and his boys were starting to do push ups during the uh as the tech got further into the tournament this year. I know my friend Adam was trying to wear the same shirt that he had on previous game, even under his scrubs one day, he was wearing nice. the same shirt for championship day. Uh I mean I, I know a lot of people do that, but I don't have anything uh particularly that I do you know what? I, I have one thing. Uh last year or during football season, just because there's fewer games, I always put out my tech flag. Every time, you know, every football game I put out my tech flag. And I thought, you know, I should really do that for some of the basketball games or some of the baseball games. And I just, I don't know which ones to pick. It's a flag you have out in the yard? Oh, yeah, it just hangs on the side of the house. Mm. Just a tech flag, it's five by three, no big deal. And um, I thought, you know, I should really start doing that for the other sports too. But I'm not sure which ones to pick and how to determine that. And then when tech made the... Uh, NCAA tournament I thought okay well I'll just put it out for every NCAA tournament game so it flew a while no no I I forgot to do it and then I remembered like the round of 32 I thought oh I I should put that out and I thought no but they won they won the first yeah. game. And they won without the flag. Yeah. And then I, as it kept going, I, th- I, th- I thought, well, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the team a disservice because I don't have my flag out because I want everyone on my block to know that I'm rooting for Tech right now in the Final Four. But then you're like, I can't put it out there now. I can't. They, they, they beat Gonzaga last week. I'm not going to put that flag out right now. No. So that's probably the closest I've come to it is deciding when not to fly the flag and also – how much football success have we enjoyed in the last few years? I've flown my flag a lot during these last few years. So I've thought about this, and I, maybe I should just get a new flag. I, you know Actually, I do have a new flag. I got one for Christmas.
1: I'm listening to this. I, I've decided I need to get a flag. I've got a new one. And, like, mount it on the so We have a, a column on the front of our house. Not the front of our house, but, like, the entryway of our house. Yeah. I think you put like a flag holder there. And I,
2: I drilled mine into the brick um, on the side of the garage door. That sucker's in there. You, you, could, do, do you could do pull-ups on that. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Eric at Eric underscore on underscore wheels. Eric on wheels. When does Caleb Killian pitch this series versus Baylor? And does he stay the Sunday started going on? So the weird thing about the Baylor series, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. And he pitched on Sunday, so I would I would think not to mess with rest. Whatever he's going to go on Saturday to get him the most rest. Um, I I I don't I won't even pretend to know what goes on in the mind of Tim Tadlock and how he sets rotations and defensive alignments. because um, he's basically started every weekend slot this season. He started Friday, he started Saturday, he started Sunday. So I mean obviously it's hard to argue with what he did on Sunday, but like I don't know if that's like because he's the last game of the series or just because he just was just due for just a really amazing outing. Um versus Baylor, I would say it's pretty safe. He's probably gonna go on Saturday. I'm selfishly hoping it's Friday so that I can be there. Well it's not like Erickson Lanning or Mason Montgomery aren't great pitchers. No,
2: I know. I just, I've I've got recency bias with, with with him. I want to, I want I want to yeah. see Killian pitch in person. Dude, it's he's nuts. It's so he's so good, or he was so good this weekend. Um, Eric had a second question.
1: Did Coach Tadlock resolve the questions at shortstop and now keep Parker Kelly at third? So what what's been happening is Drew Baker. It's been it's been a, it's been a um, like some chemistry issues. Wow, there's a table there, Michael. Chemistry issues between Drew Baker and Brian Klein up the middle of the infield, and I won't pretend to know like all the the intricacies of what goes into being great at at turning double plays and covering the bag when there's a, there's a runner trying to steal second, um, but. Um, I think that Parker Kelly at third, Young at short, it's a very intriguing defensive alignment. I'm, I'm, I want to say stick with it until until you s- see why you wouldn't. Just kind of, uh,
2: just let it roll, basically.
1: Yeah. Just, just like okay, well, we kind of stumbled on this one. It's been. Two days. I don't know how it went today, but like Sunday was really good. Just just let it ride.
2: Yeah. Makes sense to me.
1: Um and I, I heard somebody saying that like Josh Young doesn't have like an amazing arm. It was like, well, the arm I've seen him like throw from third to first, like has been ridiculous. But like if that's not an amazing arm, then I guess moving him closer just makes him that much more lethal as a defender. <laughs> um so Then I got one from TTU Preston, brother of the podcast. And he says, see my last mention at you, and I got to find it. Please hold.
2: I think I know which one he's talking about. And I'm not finding it. From April 14th.
1: I have to go back that far. Come on, man. Come on, son. Uh, sorry, you're like if you found it, you want me to read it. it. Yeah. I okay, can, I'm gonna read it.
2: it. Oh, it's it's semi personal, but I'm gonna read it anyway.
1: Well, well I was here we read go. It anyway, it's so. too late.
2: I just realized something that you and KK have in common. You were both fired by your alma mater. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Well, which time?
1: Because I was actually fired twice by tech.
2: Oh man, um, Kingsbury so, was only fired once,
1: and he got paid. And it, was, it was actually <laughs> never during a king. Like, it was never during the Kingsbury. I was fired twice under Tupperville. Oh man. Um, so first time was it was in a. I transitioned from writing for rivals to working for the sports broadcasting department. So I was. The guy, like the camera guy is filming the games, practice, whatever. It was during a spring. I was still maintaining a personal blog that that covered sports. And there was a big time Saturday practice slash scrimmage that I posted, like some high school recruits, visitors that came in on that weekend um, to that page. And because I, worked for the athletic department and was reporting on high school or talked about high school students high school recruits that was a very low level NCAA infraction and basically the huh. the remedy was to fire me oh great yeah but like I like I had that like really I didn't know what I was doing was bad I thought I was like I had some kind of inside scoop I thought I was hot stuff <laughs> like I got the scoop I'm not one of these big recruiting guys but look I'm telling you about all these visitors that are in town because I was there um, got a call from my boss like he's like Spencer do you do you manage do you run this site and he read off my, my URL I was like yes he's like did you talk about high school students that were here this weekend I was like yeah I was like
0: yeah you can't do that <laughs>
1: we we've turned this over to the compliance department and uh i would just be prepared to to not come back on monday oh my gosh (laughs) it was like i was dying or something like a like a physician you should prepare yourself prepare yourself and like that that whole day it was like i was so anxious and so nervous and i was like i was upset that like one i put the universe like in a, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I've caused the university like a recruiting infraction, but it was not that big of a deal, but like
2: how big was your thank you letter in the, in the AJ? I didn't, I didn't have the the funds to to do that. Mm -mm. Okay. Not even classifieds or anything. Mm -mm.
1: So I got, I got fired from that sports broadcasting department. The thing was, Apparently they only had space for like my brother and I and a couple other guys temperate like only for the spring, so like we were not gonna come back in the fall. Um, so it wasn't gonna be long term anyways, but like I didn't even make it like the length of a spring practice. <laughs> like a, a spring practice
2: spring ball. You you basically. just you, you crammed all your work into a shorter in, into like, time
1: frame like a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah,
2: that's all that's all it was. Um
1: just ahead of schedule. And I can't remember if it was this, the next fall or the, the fall after this, I was an, a photo intern for the, athletic department, the, the marketing department. And I actually rotated with a girl that still works with, with the athletic department, which kind of makes me salty. It's like, man, if I had just not been stupid or not been salty, I, I could still be working for the athletic department. Anyways, so I was a photo intern. I was rotating games with this one girl. She went first. This was the very first time they were trying to implement the fourth quarter song and you remember that, that first game, it was a disaster. Like, yeah, like it was time for it. Like they had built it up also the year of the silent scare, but they built up the fourth quarter song into the third quarter. Everybody turns to the video board and it's just crickets. Like nothing, like no, no, no music is playing. Like the video is playing. Like what's something supposed to be happening here. Um, and they finally get the audio, but like it's halfway through the song. Oh my gosh. Like, like they finally figured out what the audio was and they just like turned it up or whatever, or like reconnected the audio, like the, the input source, input source. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So I, I, I made a, like a snarky tweet, not even like at anybody in particular, but like, wow, you would think like after all the effort put into picking a third quarter song or fourth quarter, whatever they called it, that like they would have tested the audio first. My manager calls me Sunday. This, the game was on a Saturday. He calls me Sunday. I was like, so we saw that tweet, and we're gonna ask for your
2: credentials back. Oh my gosh! So I never covered a game. Yeah, fired for t- but tweets. I, I, I was a photo intern. Yeah. Tweeting and the, the internet got you. The re- internet got you uh, fired. Yeah.
1: So this was me as a student learning. Like you can't, you can't fire off salty tweets at your employer. Yeah. Even though it was a. They fell on their face, and I think they were like embarrassed about it. Like, oh, we've got people in our own department. Our own people are,
2: are yeah. Well, we'll, we'll fix this. So, we can fix this problem.
1: Thanks for for having me relive that, Preston.
2: Yeah, good job, buddy.
1: <laughs> See
2: my last tweet. It's such a he, he made a search for that.
1: Okay so pretty good. we talked about that for like 10 minutes Cooper Burnett, I think y'all mentioned watching Saddle up is it just me or is the defensive philosophy shift one of the most exciting things about this new staff hashtag blitz first ask questions later It's really entertaining I, I've not actually i didn't actually, didn't realize the the depth of the um, conservativeness of the David Gibbs deep gave it oh my gosh. David Gibbs defense, like we've heard a couple of the players mention in these the saddle up interviews like we we've never seen blitz packages as extensive as this like we maybe have like one or two blitzes, oh in the yeah, past, guys like maybe so um applying pressure from different angles from different different parts of the field, I think it's gonna be really entertaining to watch we've' heard corner blitzes. I think it was one on the, on the spring game. Again, I wasn't really, this, I think it was mentioned by Brian Jensen on the broadcast and I wasn't, this was time when I was looking down or something. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to see how that defensive philosophy of, of bringing pressure from all over um, creates a little havoc, whether you get tackles for loss sacks or you force um, opposing offenses to, to make mistakes and, and, and throw the ball to
2: you. So, I'm excited. What about you, Michael? Uh, that seems to be the general consensus. The fact that, you know, maybe we'll have guys that uh, don't have such a soft zone coverage on receivers, giving up five, seven yard routes all the time. Uh, that might be good too. But yeah, the the blitz thing seems to be a, a big topic of conversation. And Seth pointed out, kind of in his review of the Frisco scrimmage after he came back, just how this defense seems to have more of the philosophy of we're going to make things happen as opposed to sit back and hope the offense makes a mistake Mm -hmm. and be a little bit more proactive. Uh, It could could burn tech at times, I'm sure, as Seth also mentioned, but why not try something different? I don't know. I mean, why we're We're open to trying some different things on offense, so let's try different things on defense. We've got some better athletes than we've usually had to try this type of thing, so it could work out in our favor. yeah no idea.
1: speaking of no idea let's let's go to Preston's next question. Yeah. Uh, underscore Preston. Why would Jarrett Culver pull everyone to the USA to announce that he's leaving? I was trying not to bring this up. Very very intriguing and interesting like.
2: Yeah. I was trying not to bring this up on our podcast we just finished recording because I wanted to wait till we got to hear. I don't know. I mean, what it would it it's not a it's a very good thought. Cuz because w-
1: like if you're announcing you were leaving, you just write out like a a long note on the Apple Notes app, like everybody does, and just say, yeah, hey, th- thanks for everything.
2: Underlining all this, the spelling of the pronouns. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I misspelled words.
1: I mean, I, I, I could understand, like, if he does this and just say, hey, I really appreciate all of you as a fan, as a fans. Um, without you, I wouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to the NBA, I'll never forget all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I could see that. But then, like,
1: that doesn't make as much sense as it would, like, hold, like, this kind of big event yeah and say i'm coming back right that that, I'm that getting, story i'm getting
2: fired up and hyped about it. like oh, that story makes more sense not to get my hopes up to come back <laughs> and you know maybe have maybe have his brother there and of course his family his and dad, his parents chris yeah and just beard i'm not chris, the first name but mr. Chris. <laughs> mr chris um out there I, it could go that way preston i'm not sure i'd i'm hoping it does i'd i'd love just to, to see him stick around another year maybe he saw how close they got and really wants to relive that again feels like one more year may not hurt could possibly somehow improve his draft stock which i don't know how his it's it's way up there but he wouldn't have to compete with zion i guess but i i have no idea i don't know what to expect it's a very good question why would you why would someone make that big of a deal to have who who does that to announce their two weeks
1: yeah I have no unless idea.
2: unless you're like the head of the company and you have to you have to let every- all of your employees know that you're about to leave you have to you have to call a team meeting you don't do that if you're uh you know you're you're everyone knows that you're a really good employee there's a lot of there's a lot of companies vying for you you're probably not gonna call in everyone and tell them. Hey, I've made a decision about whether or not I'm gonna stay here yeah, or so th- enter the uh free market. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm 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 here. I I brought you all here today to tell you that I'm hiring an agent.
2: Yeah. Everyone <laughs> would just go, oh, okay.
1: Hooray, good for you. So the way he, he said it, his tweet from this afternoon, um, I've made a decision about my basketball future, but I want to share it with the best fans in the country. He's got the red and black circles. Hope to see you Thursday afternoon at the USA. So it's 3 p.m. Thursday, the 18th, April 18th, at the United Supermarkets Arena. We'll see. So Labar says Culver announced that he was making a decision at the USA at 3. Interesting that he's having a party for it, dot, dot, dot. Right. And then Kyle just says, he gone.
2: Yeah. I know. I, I think we're, we're all kind of conflicted on it, but I would be very surprised even with all this saying the the optics of it are weird. He would have to execute it really well if he's announcing that he's leaving, and I'm sure they they will if that's the case. But that's where I'm leaning. I mean, I I think he's. It gonna makes go. the most sense. But then, yeah, it like, makes kind the most a, sense. This event kind of flies in the face. of Like, well, no. why would he
1: hold this kind of event? Not just announce it like Ma- everybody else. Well,
2: maybe he's. Maybe they're going to give away T-shirts or, or maybe there's something in it for the students, and he truly wants to thank them and and like appreciate them for really coming.
1: Talk- talking myself into this now
2: yeah well I, I i can see it both ways but it is just kind of you've got to execute it as, if, if he's announcing he's staying it's going to be nuts it doesn't matter what he says or if there's free stuff or anything but if he announces he's leaving then you've got to do some clever things to to try to make it not um it, it's all awesome. seem like a slap in the face even though it's not no one thinks that everyone thinks if, if there's a chance and he wants to go he should go and and I think everyone is on the same page at that. Why not? I, I would.
1: It's also in the middle of the work day, so maybe that has something. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything.
2: Yeah, you're going to get students, and that's about it, really. Students and people that work for Learfield or something.
1: Or Covenant, across the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth said he can't have the court named after him if he doesn't go make that money and then donate it back to Texas Tech. Also a solid
2: point. And
1: then you you followed up with 2030, Welcome to Jared Culver Court at United Supermarkets slash HEB slash Kroger slash Publix slash InBev Arena, <laughs> whichever <laughs> one of those is the the sponsor. Just sponsoring. Well, organization just organization.
2: Everybody's buying the up everybody. So by 2030, United yeah. Supermarkets will be part of the InBev Miller Coors um, Berkshire Hathaway <laughs> system. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was just reading the next question. This is from um, from Brian Don Carlos at B underscore Don Carlos, the TTU softball stand account. Which I, I loved how he um, he cleared up what it means to be a he, stand.
2: It was very it was very nice. The way he did it too. No no judging, he, no sarcasm. He just he knew let we, us were, down. we were lost. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knew we just needed to know the facts.
1: Backing in the parking spots, colon, good or an indictment on your already questionable character? So loaded uh phraseology here agreed um, I used to back into parking spots all the time with the truck. It felt like it was easier to do that and then pull out than it was to back out of a parking spot
2: right that was one of the follow up statements um by I believe it's Dustin, yeah, Dustin Jones at Jones. 4077 he said has to depend on what you're driving which i would agree with but i wonder what brian you'll have to expand a little bit Uh, obviously this is not your preferred method is it because it yeah why why is backing
1: into a parking spot an indictment of questionable character
2: is it is it because you're um does it cause confusion or congestion to wait on someone to back into the spot is that that's, that's something I could see. Mm-hmm. You're rounding around th- the corner and you think you found a good spot and there, this guy obviously is not going for it. And then obviously all of a sudden you see those reverse lights come on and you go, ah, damn, he's back. And he's got, he's getting that spot. I've, I've been in the opposite scenario of that too, because I do drive a crew cab truck and I like to back in if I can. And if it makes sense and it's not super crowded, um, to where i have you know pulled forward obviously meaning to back in and then some j-hole comes behind me <laughs> and gets so close that i can't back in and i have to just pull forward and go find another well, spot see, I, I i would just
1: leave like the reverse lights on like eventually he'll get eventually
2: it. they'll get it well I, I think another thing to consider too is out here we're so close to oil country There's that's a lot of trucks running around well it's not just that but that's what you're taught um, that's a safety 101 in the oil field or in oh, any I industry I mean. like that is it's much safer to back into your spot. That way, if you had to leave in a hurry, you just pull forward and go. So that's why you, you know, just go to the Permian, go anywhere in the Permian, <laughs> the Permian. And, and just look at the alsops or <laughs> that random Bennigans and Monahans. Just look anywhere and s- count how many of those trucks backed in it's going to be like 80 to 90 percent of those trucks are backed in because it's just habit so i i, I love the follow-up uh I like guess statement from Briggsy. <laughs> this
1: is the most important question you will see asked today
2: it's yeah we we've, so I, i'm not sure i'm i'm really not sure what uh i think it's good i think it's good if you yeah. have a truck because pulling out is a pain even with the cameras even with all that stuff it's a pain but Uh, a car i don't see the big advantage of it
1: the the biggest thing is like as a car being parked next to a larger vehicle backing out like you you can't see You can't see you're you're like inching your way out thinking there could be something coming there could be somebody coming down the row and like i hope they see me and stop or like i'm going slowly enough they can just fire around me yeah or you could be like inching your way out and like there's nobody around, but you cannot tell.
2: My preferred method is the, is merging these two ideologies together. It's the pull through.
1: Yes. That's also,
2: really that's my preferred method. I'll even go a few steps or not a few steps, but a, a few, few spots, spots further. further away just so that I can take my truck and just pull it through an empty spot into another empty spot. And then that way I can just put it in drive and go once I get back out there.
1: My only problem with that is knowing how far to pull through and like not one, not pulling too far out and like me sticking out or not pulling far enough through. And like, I'm still like, when I have the truck, like have my back tires basically on that back line. So a good <laughs> two feet of the bed is hanging
2: over to the spot. I totally <laughs> cheat. I totally cheat with the backup camera. Oh, uh, do you like, do you
1: like put it in reverse I, and check the lines? I
2: purposefully, I purposefully pull a little too far and then I put it in reverse and back oh, up Gosh, you're not, right up, right up to the line. I don't want to be that guy either. I don't want to be the guy that has my this front the, end this six same, feet out into the <laughs> parking lot. It's the same guy that uses a lawn service. I do use a lawn service now. All right.
1: Kyle Jacobson. If I didn't watch Game of Thrones on Sunday, what responsibility do I have to my Twitter followers to let them know that I didn't watch it? I assume for no no spoilers?
2: No, or, no. What he's getting just, at. I don't, I don't understand the question. Okay. I'm, I'm not a Game of Thrones. No, what What he's getting at is. Or is it like, I didn't watch it. Like, would you believe I've never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones? He's he's making mm-hmm. fun of all those people that had to really get that out into the ether on Sunday night. By and yes, way. it is your responsibility, Kyle. It's a grave responsibility to let everyone know By that you way. are not enjoying. I'm sorry, I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. <laughs> Can't believe you cut me off twice. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't let me finish. While I'm trying to make
1: my announcement that I have never watched an episode. Skip, of Game skip, Th- <laughs> skip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I've never no, you know I what love, it, I love the Shannon Sharp reference. And and what's funny is I've never watched Game of Thrones either. And it's not like I have a I just haven't. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's I have I want to. And I will watch it someday. I just haven't. But um yeah, I I, I did not do my due diligence on Sunday and reference that I have not watched it, that I am not enjoying or part of the thing that is really popular on Twitter right now, which I'll even go a step further. (laughs) And some, some folks probably did it the correct way, but it sure seemed like, um, you know, when, when, uh, the cathedral was on fire in France, which is terrible. A lot of people sure took that opportunity to, uh, post Parisian vacation photos. Humble brag, I was just there. Humble brag, uh, I mean,
1: no, n- not me specifically, but like, yeah, we actually had somebody in our office like come back from France last week.
2: Oh wow, so they were just there. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of that's but a little bit different. She she hadn't posted vacation pictures until that day. I was like, oh by the way, guys, I was I was actually there last week. Yeah, days before the fire started. Yeah. But anyway, so like, yeah, all these people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm so heartbroken. Look at me standing in front
2: of Notre Dame. This is me in Notre Dame in 2013. Relevant. I haven't Very relevant.
1: I haven't been back in like five years. It's I said my I said Notre Dame,
2: too. I did. Yeah, I did, too. I don't care. That probably makes um, someone off. Anyway, that it's a terrible thing. I, I wish I did, it hadn't set I, fire. But, man, some people could have responded a little bit less um, selfishly, self-serving, however you want to call it. I am I may be
1: off on a, a decimal point here, but I saw on a news article say that like reconstruction, restoration, fundraising had already hit 70 million or 700 million. Like people had donated, like they'd seen it like, Oh my gosh, we have to, like, okay, I think it's, it's
2: 700. Cause one guy, I think one guy donated 100 million. That's ridiculous. So I bet it's 700. It's, it's a
1: wood roof guys. Yeah, it, it'll be okay if it's it literally grows on trees. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw like Donald Trump. there aren't trees big enough to fix it. Like, okay, so you, you you know you can put two pieces of wood together, right? Nah, it's crazy.
2: Uh, no, they'll it's never they'll never be able to perfect that technology. What are you kidding? Not in
1: 850 year old
0: church.
2: Well, we need some. We need the old trees. That's the problem. The new trees aren't. They're not good enough. They're not old enough. Yeah. We got to have the old the old trees. Kyle asks, choose one. Oh, this is a good question. One,
1: Texas, Texas Tech baseball wins a regional but advances no further. Two, roll the dice and see what happens. So we had one person re- re- reply their own... Um, reply. <laughs> their own <laughs> opinion here. Ben Fender, at Ben underscore Fender. A GIF. at I can't... Is that T- Timberlake? Yeah. Justin Timberlake holding up two. Yep. Two fingers. So yeah, I, I, I would think even with how this team has struggled that you are probably talented enough to make it through a regional as is. So I would say why, why just like guarantee that you don't make it for why don't You just roll the dice. So, okay, you may lose and that would be disappointing. But if you do lose in are in a regional stage, you've also kind of been like, well, we've kind of seen that this wasn't the team we thought it was like all season.
2: Right there. There's some cracks for sure. Um,
1: if you don't make it out of a super regional, like okay, you still made a super regional again for like five out of six years or whatever stupid statistic that's been. No, because you've you've only every time you've made a super, you've made it to the you made to Omaha. So you you made three super regionals so far.
2: Yep, and then advanced each time. Yep. So I would say too. Obviously,
1: you just roll the dice. You play the game for a reason. I, that's not something like I I always admit it's like no, just take the easy money. <laughs> yeah. No. I would I, go with two as well. I think you're you're talented enough that you should be able to make it through a regional on your own accord. Um Michael, you asked your own question. I did at LSRR07. I'm posing my own question. What are your thoughts on office refrigerator etiquette? What condiments, if any, are open to be used by all? So, I actually don't have a problem with this, but I eat lunch in Samantha's office every day mm-hmm. and she, she works around the corner from me. So it's not very far. They don't have like, there's not a covenant provided condiment. They don't haven't, like, they don't even have a right. pepper shakers. So like, oh, okay. S- okay. Somebody who just has to be like, I'm bringing it the next time. Samantha's worked there a year and a half. We've brought it like four times. Like I think, I think it's been replaced five times. I think we've brought it four times. Because it'll just sit there empty for weeks. I'm like, I need pepper on my food, folks. I'm just going to bring some pepper. I don't understand how the pepper runs out first, of all things. Like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty heavy pepperer, But I would think, like, most people like over-salt food. But, like, no, this office, I guess is a lot of women worried about their water weight. <laughs> they, they're super light on the, on the salt. It's the pepper that goes first. But nobody
2: will replace it except for me. So you, you're bury, you are bearing this burden. You and your family.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like a couple it, dollars every It's cutting
2: into your to your budget.
1: It's it's keeping me from being able to go on this extravagant vacation to France.
2: Well, <laughs> well there's nothing. I'm like gonna post say. my own photos of Notre Dame. Yeah. And made that relevant. About you, um, yeah. There's a there's a, a, a national
1: international monument on fire, but we're gonna post something. It, it's about me. I was there.
2: I was there. It's let's make this about me. Exactly. Speaking of, I'm going to because I am the one that posed this question about condiment etiquette. The reason I'm posing it is because I bought a jar of almond butter. So
1: something fairly specific and 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 special and that slightly expensive. Limits. That's off limits.
2: One would think. Well,
1: no, like my, my opinion
2: is that's off limits. I agree. I agree. Someone in my office did not agree. <laughs> did they polish off a jar for you and leave it like a note? We need more. No, there's no notes. There's no <laughs> notes. There's just a, um, you know, I admit I hadn't used it much lately and I, I checked it a few weeks ago and it was about half a jar, maybe a little less. And then I checked it today and it was below like a quarter of a jar. There was hardly any left in it. Like, basically you have to scrape the jar. Yeah, yeah, it, it was getting to that point. And so I threw it away, out of spite. Like, <laughs> I will not scrape my own I jar. I will not, no. And not only that, but little, un- unbeknownst I, to them, because... I the, won't leave this leftover for whoever has been no, eating it. No, 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 <laughs> no. And I, I, like, set it on the top of the trash, hoping that they, they saw. So, okay. That's petty. It, well, in, in, my, in my mind, if you go to fridge like ours and it doesn't have someone's name on it um you know stuff like hot sauce we have like tapatio mm-hmm. hot sauce that's in the fridge that's fair game it's like a huge jar of it i'm thinking hot sauce is fair game um not salsa though salsa's not it's
1: But very particular like but like draw there but
2: like mustard and ketchup and
1: assuming that's that really like, it like
2: like a huge... fancy
1: ketchup and yellow mustard.
2: Exactly, like a huge jar of French's or store brand. Yeah, French's and or a huge thing of Heinz ketchup. Like, okay, yeah, I can use like, some like of that.
1: Like a standard
2: generic brand. Not yeah, like, I have a
1: jar of or a bottle of Waterburger spicy ketchup. No, no, that's Mm-mm. that's Spencer Rogers. You have to ask. <laughs> I would lock that up. I would, I would be putting that in the mini fridge of the desk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't, and I would even take it this far. I wouldn't even consider ranch dressing part of just the standard condiments. Because no, one, I, ranch dressing like is
1: an, very like, it's usually like has a very specific amount to it. So like, it's, yeah. uh, it's there for a salad or it's there for some kind of dip side. Right.
2: So I wouldn't touch that either. One, because ranch dressing in a bottle is gross nine times out of 10, but. Unless it's homemade, yeah. Yeah, unless it's Dion's. That's the only one. Dion's and homemade, yes, sir. The or
1: hold on, what you got? Um, Twisted Root. We went there for dinner Monday night last night. Do they have bottled ranch dressing? N- no, but they <laughs> you, you get like a, like a side of ranch, like it's like homemade ranch there. Yeah, and it's like a like a black peppercorn, like it's. Heavy they have the pepper. a
2: peppercorn ranch burger with onion strings and stuff on it.
1: So I got the western burger. I usually do. It's um, bacon. Uh, the onion strings and jalapeno, whatever. It's really good. We we also got like a an order of the fried pickles and said, okay, I want two regular ranch, two spicy ranch, because we were sharing this with, with the fries with the table.
2: And they're sliced fried pickles, just like oh, God intended. So
1: good. None of them spears. So good. Um, they have really good ranch. Now you have to be a fan of black pepper because it was fairly heavy on the black pepper. But
2: sorry, go on. Um, well, no, no, no. I mean. That's just where you draw the line. Yes. With your condiments. That's really it. Ketchup, mustard, possibly. Mayo. Pos- yeah. Maybe. For sandwiches. If it's, and even then you have to, the the size of the container says a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. If it's like the industrial size,
1: you know. If it's meant to be shared.
2: Yeah. If it's the industrial <laughs> size that you can get at Costco, then that's obviously for You're everyone to use. If it's the You're not going to bring a gallon mayo jar. This is my mayo. <laughs> F off. Right. <laughs> Someone. What, is he bathing in it? <laughs> this dude really likes, uh, he really likes sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwich. But no, there's, anyway, my cutoff is, um, yeah, almond butter is obviously off limits. That is obviously well, something limits. someone bought. And Unless jokes... you
1: vocally say, hey guys, I, I brought this in. Yeah. Everybody have. I did not um, do that. I, I, one, that's usually something like you wouldn't want at home. Like I'm bringing this into the office to share with you. I wouldn't normally eat this at home. So help me finish it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, And jokes on you person, because I double dipped in that thing like crazy (laughs) up until I realized someone else was eating it. I mean, we're talking like I could, because I really liked it with apples. That was, that's my favorite thing. Apples or pears. And so how big is your firm? (laughs) Six, seven people? No, 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 there's, there's thirty or forty. <laughs> it's like, there's like ish. one guy, like, oh F <laughs> <laughs> if he's I've, listening, he knows. I've got what Michael's got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, if you've been hearing me sneezing or coughing lately, then uh, yeah, jokes on you, buddy. But anyway, yeah, that was, that was my thing. Like I'd slice up an apple or slice up a pear, and because it was my jar of almond butter that I wasn't gonna like bring home or anything, it was just mine. I was gonna eat at work. Mm-hmm. I would. Just dip, dip it in there, take a bite, dip it back in. I hate double dipping. I don't do it unless I I I have my own container of, of something. Then I will, then I will do it. But
1: I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not, not a double dipper if I'm sharing it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm not either. That's thing. It has to be my own container, and I, I will like if there's any leftover, I will not put that leftover back into no. the original bottle. No, gosh, no, that's that's the same thing. Like I just doubled up into the entire bottle. It's like why don't you just sneeze into the bowl of queso? <laughs> I actually made that joke tonight with Samantha. I was boiling some noodles for pasta, mm-hmm. and like I turned away from the stove and sneezed Like, I was like how gross would it be if I sneeze into the boiling water? So, like, <laughs> that's disgusting. I wouldn't eat it. I was like, but it's boiling water. <laughs> not that I would ever do that. It's disgusting. Yeah, a so, like, little I'd, floaty in there. With oh, there it's. Solid or not? Yeah, it oh, not too, not all too of it evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> it's clean. Okay. Uh Pressing triple dips. Ask another question. Um, electric or gas equipment, mower, edger, etc., and push or self-propelled mower. Um Depends on the size of your yard. I, I I I've seen his yard. I know how big it is. Uh You are on probably. You could do either. The problem with electric is. If it's, if it's wired, you have to like, you have a very particular pattern you have to follow. You have to work, <laughs> you have to work away from the, 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 plug. I'll say. Cause I had, I had a, an electric mower at the house in Hobbs and like, it was very like, I had to mow very like strange patterns mm-hmm. because I had like, you had to mow away from the plug. You had to start close to the plug and work away and it was stupid. Um, gas, obviously, you're not you're constricted. It's just those are going to be a little bit more expensive, a little yeah. bit more upkeep, more life, maintenance. Yeah. Um, and usually they're just they're better for bigger yards. Like, whether it's powered, like, corded or battery, electric stuff doesn't last as long, in terms of like how long you can use it at one time.
2: Yeah i've I've gone gas everything except blower. Um, I, I'm the same. I, I have a gas mower. Yeah. Well, no, I, so what? My edger is electric. My edger I've is one of
1: those old school like rolling edgers. Yeah, but my, it's electric. My edger
2: is an attachment that I can swap out on my weed eater. Yeah, I have a gas mower and then trimmer, electric edger, and blower. But the electric blower, uh, when we moved to this house, it's just there, there's a lot more to to blow because I'm on the corner and I've got a lot of sidewalk around me and everything when we moved here i bought a cordless blower which has been fantastic and but the the trick was i had to buy the uh, lithium-ion battery and i think it costs like 30 or 40 dollars more than the blower (laughs) so like the the blower was i think 60 bucks and then the the battery was 100 (laughs) but it's been worth it i mean it sounds like a crazy expense um but that battery, it lasts, I, I think, only once. It's, It hasn't lasted long enough. But this blower I have is also a hybrid, so I can actually plug it into an extension cord, too, mm-hmm. when the battery runs out. But, man, that thing has been great. I was kind of nervous about getting it and spending the money on it, but it's been fantastic. If you're going to go electric, though, like... Buy everything from the same line. Yeah. Mine's so mine's if, Ryobi.
1: If, if they're battery, like you, you want to get the same with, with like where you can interchange batteries, obviously buy an extra charging base, buy an extra battery, which sucks. It's going to be expensive. But you could be charging a battery while running a battery on the trimmer. Yeah. Run that one out, throw it on the on the charger, p- pick up a, a fully charged battery, finish that, and then move the battery over to the blower or whatever it is. Yeah because if they're if they're all different then like yeah you have to like juggle different batteries for different companies and different chargers and no
2: just commit to one even if it's not a top notch one at least you can kind of save you some some cash and the other thing is is if you have enough batteries like say like the equipment
1: itself like the the trimmer goes out itself you can you can buy a, a tool only replacement instead of buying yeah. a, the whole starter set of a battery and charger if those things are still working, you can just replace a tool, which is going to be a lot cheaper than the whole thing. Yep. Okay. Piggybacking. So this is Jazz F. Try foreshadow is piggybacking off your office refrigerator question. I like her question. What about office microwave etiquette? And I, I, I pre-read this and I la- almost lost it. I wonder what you were laughing at. Are you allowed to toss a stapler at the heads of individuals who can't be bothered to cover their dang food instead of letting it splash all over the inside for someone else to clean up? Okay, my uh, th- this is my like biggest thing about like not wanting to eat lunch in Samantha's break room because of the stupid microwaves in her office. <laughs> One they're all, they're constantly dirty. The thing that bugs me the most though is the soulless individual who uses the microwave before me that leaves 3 seconds on the clock. Oh no. I was like just cancel. You, cancel, bro. You couldn't be bothered to hit stop. Clock it out. So like, and this is not helpful. I'm I'm real. I'm I'm admitting this now. I will leave a weird number of seconds on it because somebody else did it to me. I'll be part like of the problem. Seven seconds. You're part of the problem. That's good for nothing. Oh, that's like at the end. Did that's you ever? That's not even enough like to warm up a donut. Did
2: you ever see Goldfinger? Probably. Great James Bond movie. Did you? Did you catch that? At the very end, where he's got he's handcuffed to the bomb, and it's counting down. The clock stops at 007.
1: <laughs> no.
2: So that's is that, is that what you're doing? It's an homage? No, not at To all. one of the best Bond movies ever made? It's probably a vicious circle. Like I'm, I'm following
1: somebody that sees me do it and they're just doing it back to oh, me. Oh, probably. So it's probably like two people. It's me. I don't even work in this office. And then one person out of spite will leave three seconds on the microwave but clock. A
2: guy in our office once had, there was someone who came in to teach a, tra- a training class and uh, she heated up her lunch and it was chicken breast or something so it was just like popping exploding all over the place and a guy in our office made her clean it (laughs) she didn't even work there so that's how etiquette works in our office you've got to be careful who you who you're around when you make a mess because if it's if it's a certain couple of people you're going to be cleaning it the other so other microwave related issues i've had
1: um people like Will claim they weren't paying attention when they do this, but like your food, like your microwave will be running, like your food's cooking or warming up, whatever. They will just pop the door open. Like, oh, it, it's being used. Won't close the door. Won't restart your food. <sighs> so they they pop it open, and realize that you had food in there. It's like, well, if you had paid any amount <laughs> of to- like attention to this, like you would have noticed, like. It's the,
2: obviously running. The
1: light's on. It's making noise. There's a <laughs> clock counting down on it. Like
2: Your pacemaker's like, going off.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, they'll just walk up, open the door, and like,
2: oh, there's,
1: it, oh, sorry, it's, it's, somebody's food's in there. Won't even close the door. And then just start it back up. And, and, and just hit start. Continue
2: the process. So, like,
1: I have to get up from my, I mean, I'm not very, it's not a very big break room, probably the size of your kitchen. Like, I have to get up from my seat where I'm, comfortably waiting for my food to heat up because it usually takes three or four minutes and I don't want to stand there just standing in front of the microwave getting testicular cancer. <clears throat> so I will go sit down and I'll, I'll get like our drink ready and, and get the iPad pulled up because we usually watch a show on the iPad during lunch. I've got that ready. Like some a-holes over there opening my, my microwave and just leaves it open. Like then I'll say something. i kind of like, like, like like I did the the baseball ump like, I'll be talking to them, but like loud enough where they can hear me, but I'm not actually talking to them. And I was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> you, like they can hear. You. He's like, "I know they can hear me. <laughs> I hope they heard me." I was like, "I'll say it again." It's like, "What kind of person leaves a microwave open?" <laughs> We're like, "Won't even restart it after opening when somebody else's food is in it." But like, I have to get up and go close it and hit start, and like, I hope they don't like interrupt some kind of very specific chemical reaction that was happening just then. <laughs>
2: I'm going to have cold, I'm gonna have cold uh, ravioli now. Um, The the other, like
1: one more, like the office microwave is a really, like it's, it's really nice to have, but like it's a, probably the, one of the most abused things. It's a liability. Because the other
2: thing is just stinky foods.
1: Yeah, like fish. Yep. Fish is a, should absolutely be a no-no. No. You should not ever microwave fish. There's
2: another guy in my office that will like hunt you down if you heated up fish in a microwave or burn popcorn oh yeah you can't burn popcorn because like that that lingers it does
1: like you cannot get rid of it
2: yeah my my office is probably the furthest one of the furthest away from the break room but i will smell fish and popcorn fish and popcorn yeah it's got to the point actually we've had to get up and leave the break room before because this other
1: older person that usually times her lunch the same time that samantha does She's been known to like bring fish in, like leftover or like just a microwave dinner fish. Like, why? Why do they do that? Like it's never, that never works out. But like we've had to get up and leave because it was so bad.
2: Oh, I've also there's also etiquette uh, depending upon how your microwave signals that the food's done. Uh, sometimes in our office we can have some people that get really impatient with how many times you let it beep. <laughs> Like it's done beeping, like like the very first one, or like the, the reminder chimes after. Well, one of our we have two microwaves, and one of them does like a long beep when it's done. It, but it does it three times, it does it like three <laughs> or four times, and then I mean, it'll drive you nuts. So you'll imagine you'll immediately be like, ah, I've got to I've got to get it out of here. But if you're ever in the break room with someone who doesn't know that or that doesn't bother them, it just makes you it just it's just like nails on the chalkboard just hear it beeping over and over there was a guy who was who was at uh, our office for a long time and he would he would like pop up out of his chair when someone else's food was done and hit the cancel button because he didn't he couldn't handle it he couldn't handle it and i don't blame him because it's a it's an annoying sound especially if you're eating lunch in there because who knows how many times you hear it i think we only had one more question Oh, good, because I just got the, the, the text from
1: my wife. When can I expect you back? Because <laughs> we've, n- we've now crested into Wednesday morning. Yeah, it's yeah. Post-midnight. We had your, your thank you gift from Michael in the office slamming down the desk. Yeah. Red Red Reset Man. There he is. Um, did Virginia let the refs cut down? <laughs> I was not ready for that. Did Virginia let the refs cut down the nets with them?
2: I don't know. I didn't. I did actually turned off the TV because I was so sickened. So uh, I, I'm not sure.
1: I can't confirm that. I'm with you. I, I was. Um, I'm starting to regret this now. Not only did I like shut the TV off, like as soon as I could after that, I also deleted all of the tournament games off the DVR. Ah, uh, so did I. Was I was like, delete. I didn't delete, do it right delete, then. Shut the I, TV off. Went to bed.
2: I didn't do it right then, but I did delete them. Uh, probably was, a few days later. That was fuming. I know. I hated that. I wish. I wish a. Uh, could have rewatched the Gonzaga game. Oh, Kyle God declared for the draft today. Did you see that?
1: Screw him. <clears throat> Punching Moretti in the nuts, throwing his hands up. I didn't do anything. I didn't
2: do it. wasn't me. Moretti knocked it out of bounds like an <laughs>
1: idiot. <laughs> did, did you? <laughs> wasn't me. Did you see that, that meme that had like the – it was a Photoshop of the Virginia players celebrating on the court like had the refs in the oh, huddle with them. Yeah, it was in the huddle. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, how much money should Tech... Oh, this is another thing that we haven't talked about is Chris Beard and his contract
2: extension. 4.1 million.
1: Are, are, are you are you offering that up or, or is that like a thing that I missed? 4 to 1, 4.1
2: million. Okay. Oh that, that's actually, I'm, I'm stealing that. I can't believe I didn't see that. I think that was Choice who was who was voicing that last week on Double T i I'm, I'm totally taking it from them. would you whatever the the dollar amount is, end with
1: four two one? Oh, that's pretty good. So it's like four million dollars and four hundred and twenty one dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> four million four hundred and twenty one. Okay, um, how much money should tech give beard now that tech has been in the finals? So one, the contract negotiation, I think has gone a little bit longer than most people would have thought, Agreed. but then again, you went much later into the season. Um, you withstood some of the the bigger job openings um, without so much as getting those. Well, Chris Beard is interviewing. It was like teams that were saying like Chris like Beard is on our our list, and like Jamie Dixon's now on a list. Now it's the dude from Cincinnati. Like I'm talking about UCLA specifically, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like there weren't any big, big jobs come up open. Um, we did see that Kentucky offered Calipari a, a lifetime, lifetime. Deal, which makes a lot more sense for a 60 year old coach than a 46 year old coach. But I would not be hesitant at this point in my, <laughs> my fandom if, if Hoka just said, um, we'll pay you somewhere in the range of $4 million a year, as long as you want to be here. As long as we can keep it here,
2: I think he's going to wind up. Well, I wonder too because I know that he and Hoka were supposed to Beard and Hoka were supposed to sit down pretty soon after he got back.
1: But also he hit the, but he hit, he the, hit recruiting the recruiting trail,
2: trail. <laughs> I, exactly. That's where I was headed, and I don't know if. I mean, I, I would take that as a good sign. Like Beard's, like you know what? We'll we'll figure this out later. I've got to go. I've got to visit a, some
1: recruits, and I've got a roster to rebuild. Yeah,
2: and who knows? Maybe. Maybe that's a way Beard can kind of also redirect his energy and not dwell on stuff too much, and, and not like come crashing down right. Yeah, just, so soon just come back and be like, "Hey, I've got work to do. I'm going to go do it, and then figure out contract stuff later." I, I take that as a great sign, of course, but I think he's got to be—he's got to be the top three, maybe top two, paid coach in the Big Twelve. So, possibly top, the top 10 or 15 in the country
1: at he's, this point.
2: He's, he's already in the 20s right now, isn't he? I think so, but, I mean, it's pretty good jump to get up beyond that.
1: Because I know that, like, there's a big jump between, like, two and three nationally, because it's like Coach K and Coach Calipari are both, like, in that 7 to $9 million range, depending on what you look at and where, how they wrap in, like, incentives and bonuses and that kind of stuff. They both make just stupid money, like, more than Saban does. Um... And then there's, like, a big gap between, th- like, two and three. And I think the next guy down is Izzo. And he makes, like, in the $4 million dollar range, like, it goes, like, from between seven and nine, wherever you you, you, you think that, and then it drops down to four.
2: Mm.
1: Or like, yeah. four or five. Like, like I'm not saying you pay him five, but I'm saying, like, you need to be, able to, like, in that four. Oh, you're range.
2: right. You're exactly right. It was... Um... Calipari is right at about eight million. Uh, coach K is right at seven, and then Tom Izzo's number three, and he's at three point seven. Then, then, yeah, he needs to be the third highest. So Bennett coach. Bennett actually makes more, um, but that's that you know they they that's they sorted this the with buyouts and stuff, okay, uh, and total pay and everything, and, and and that's for this year, I think, because you know obviously Izzo got some good bonuses um getting up to the elite 8 but yeah let's see you've got you know coach beard is number 28 at 2.8 million according to this but that, i don't know if that's right or not that's from um sports Uh, That's from USA Today, so it's got to be it's got to be right.
1: And I I assume that's base salary, because I I I believe he he racked up something like six hundred thousand dollars in bonuses this year. Yeah, you're right. So he's good for him and good for the universe. Like well deserved. I'm sure they're happy to pay out those bonuses. Like dude, you you made us more than six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Um, and then with that that those um, admission. Application stats that we we saw coming out. Like they said, most spring application, like days in the application process, we see, I think it says between 40 and 70 applicants a day. Mm -hmm. And like between the Elite Eight and Final Four, they were up to like 150 a day. So it's it's the kind of um, student population explosion you saw in like the 2007 to 2010 range. Yeah, and the f- football team was doing as well as it was doing. Well, which is where you made your biggest jumps up to the the twenty twenty forty thousand, um, because it's been a, a pretty steady growth since then. But there were big jumps right when I started as a as a student.
2: I I think in my mind you've got to get close to you've got to get them in the threes, possibly the high three and a halves. Because let me let me tell you this: number twelve is Greg Marshall whose base salary is three point five million at Wichita State. Number eleven is the coach at Utah he's making three point five seven two Utah. Yeah, so you definitely need to be top what? ten.
1: <laughs> I, I would say like if you can get to four and just have them top three, like I, I that that feels kind of excessive. Because we we, we look at like head to head Success between Tom Izzo and Chris Beard. Um, <laughs> we've well, got one, one to his like <laughs> ten, but. So yeah, I I I would be I, I'd probably be okay between if you landed somewhere in the th- three five to three eight range.
2: Yeah, I kind of think if that's you where came you need like, to. Like,
1: like, like a million dollar bump.
2: Yeah, because that would make him, and that would be just like we said. He would be. You know huggins is making three eight right now, and uh self is making three eight before bonuses so they're that put beard like we said in the top three or two in the big twelve which is is important, but then also in the top ten conversation, definitely top fifteen uh I just do you think about West Virginia paying Bob Huggins three point eight and like getting the results they're getting think about Utah playing chris chris Kowiak? Chris Coe, I don't even know how to say his name, three point five seven two, three million five hundred seventy two thousand five hundred dollars to coach basketball.
1: As a team I haven't like heard of any.
2: Wichita State I could kind of get because that's their cash cow. That's and what they've that, got.
1: They've also been that mid major,
2: and they have been consistently. Player, yeah, 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 they're they've been like consistently.
1: Uhhuh. Under Shaka Smart,
2: didn't they make the final four year a uh, few years ago? I think so. And I mean they've you know, I don't want to sneeze at that too much, but it's just kind of um odd that number eleven and ten are or eleven and twelve are Utah and Wichita State. Um Red Red Reset
1: Man finished. I, was, I know it's, it's a week late, but these were questions I wanted to ask last week. I don't know if I could have answered these questions last week. It was it was too raw. Uh, yeah. I would not have wanted to talk about it. Chris Beards, I, it was hard. There we was appreciate time, you waiting. <laughs> there was a time when I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, holy crap, we were in the national championship game and we lost, and we shouldn't have lost. It was it was the first part of his question about the refs cutting down the nets. I was like, <laughs> I don't want
2: mm, yeah, I don't know if anyone was ready. I don't even know if he probably wasn't quite ready to ask that one yet. We were all just still kind of I recovering. Right. We needed a we needed like a, a saline drip. We were dehydrated from I was trying to come up with a really a really cool visual and I I failed. I failed completely. Sorry. Sorry everyone. Apologies. I think that's all the questions though. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I, I
1: don't think because I tagged all of our accounts, I have to, I'm, I'm going to check my personal account real quick, make sure I don't miss any that just came to me.
2: Yeah, that's always the trick is to tag all the accounts
1: because if I tag the, if I tag multiple accounts, it opens up to all those followers. Um, little gamification of of the Twitter here. Okay, I don't see anything else. So. Thanks for, for helping us fill a complete almost hour and a half of questions in a mailbag edition, first time in over a year, probably. Michael, you have any um, parting shots or, or music you want to
2: send us out on? Uh, nothing in particular. Just you finish up some sicko mode. Just over here chilling. Over here chilling.
1: So... Uh, for Michael I am Spencer thanks again for joining us on this special mailbag edition of the 23 personal podcast we will catch you again next week probably a little early because I'll be traveling we may get a, an early edition and so instead of hearing me on the road you'll get us a day early um, thanks again for listening to 23 personal podcast
3: the blue for keeps... Someone said, mother... Someone said... Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center thanks to Carvana.
0: It doesn't get any better than this.
3: Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
0: There really is no place like home.
3: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!